Hello and welcome to Borrows Loaded Bite Size Episode 4. Me and Alan today are going to be discussing Rhiannon's stone lift from the weekend and also offering our predictions of Rob Kearney's up and coming log lift. So, first place to start, obviously Rhiannon's lift mate. What 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 are your first yep. comments on that? Uh very, very impressive. Gutted. Uh and I think she was a little gutted that she didn't get more than she did, but I'm glad that of afterwards how happy she was with what she has achieved because it is mega. Um, yeah, it, it was cool to see. Uh, she seemed very happy, and yeah, I, I think definitely. she should be. So it was it was a cool watch. Um, there was a lot of faffing around. You know, the the last um, last warm up wasn't even done. But I think it was around the half hour mark. So there was a lot, a lot of the stream that was kind of, all right, fast forward, fast forward a little bit, um, just because they were they were checking the heights of the uh, the implement that the stone was being hoisted over. Um, but yeah, so a lot of that, not not as fun to watch, half an hour of that. So, uh, but the rest of the stream was great. The stones looked beautiful. They were brand new. Um, Atlas Endurance again, doing a great job making some rather pretty stones and they'd kind of it looked like they'd done a lot to make sure that they were nice and clean no dust because that's going to make a big difference when you're trying to pick up a stone easiest way to drop a stone is use a brand new one that's all <laughs> dusty and chalky and and horrible and then it just slips right out of your hands so i think they've they've literally done everything they could to make sure that she was going to have the best day possible and she's got a world record i don't think you can be sad on a day when you've got a world record can you no even no. if you don't get a second one it's i mean one world record's good enough for most people yeah no definitely I think, I think that's probably for me probably the one thing that i would say is my little gripe on the thing is that mm-hmm. obviously Loz and mark were talking about the 161 the 161 being the world record like yes yeah. that would have been the world record for anyone on a stone but they seem to forget yeah. that 140 is a lightweight record and still a world and that's record. what Rihanna was going to break, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, I think yeah. I think that was a massive oversight. I don't know why it was oversighted. Like, it's daft. Like, you know, you've got this female athlete coming in to... I think she, well, she is... is she, uh, no, uh, Andrea Thompson as well, isn't there? So, you know, she's one of the yeah. only females that are in this was feats of strength. And to not... Yeah. And to just brush over that, that it's a world record still, was a bit, bit weird on yeah. my part, I think. I think it was just a bit of a weird thing for them to do. But, like you say, she's got a world record. Who cares? She smashed yeah, it. Exactly. With um, it. She was stupid. Yeah, she did the one fifty. So you know. Yeah, uh, strength wise, strength wise, hundred percent. So she's done over one hundred and fifty in training before to a much lower platform. Um, oh, sorry, over a much lower yoke. Um, so strength wise, it's totally there. The disadvantage she has with this these heavier stones is a height. Um, you know, I know a lot of people do think, and we, we've talked about height a lot and weight a lot over the last few weeks about is it, is it a plus or a minus? Like, is it a pro or a con? When it comes to, like, a lot of lighter stones, I don't think height is a factor because you just have to be more explosive, so you just get better at stone lifting. With the max weight stones, because you can't launch it in the air, you can't, like, throw it up, Um, I, I do think height is maybe a bit of a factor, and that's what's maybe hurt her a little bit but let's be real she's a very small 
light female athlete here like and what she has managed to do is fucking phenomenal like she walks around she competes like she's around the 60 65 kilo mark isn't she she's yeah. well below 70 so she's very lean she's very athletic she's very light and her frame she's not big she's not like some of the 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 heavyweights like like Andrea Thompson like Donna Moore who are fantastic athletes in their own right obviously two weight classes above and she's chasing them down for records yeah I think people need to kind of take note of this like if people didn't know who Rhiannon was before this they need to fucking wake up and pay attention to some of these smaller same goes for some of the the middleweight and heavyweight men um the 105 class is phenomenal if you look at the standards for strength in the 105s like a lot of a lot of our um heavyweights now sorry our kind of open class pros now they've come up the ranks from heavyweights or even like heavy middleweights at the time as well um some of them i think people tend to forget this and think you've got to you've got to go straight for it's opens or nothing um but yeah as a pro lightweight female rhiannon's insane and that lift just kind of there's a few lifts that cement it for me and it happens to be her records Overhead, she's a beast. She's got an Axel world record. Deadlift, she's a fucking beast. She's one of the few women to deadlift 600 pounds. And especially considering she weighs 60 odd kilo, she's doing a like, <laughs> a fucking phenomenal. And then to be doing over double body weight on a stone. Ridiculous. You know, yeah, again, so that that's like me doing uh, a 180 stone. You know what's that for you? Like a, a for me, two two thirty ish. Yeah, give or take two forty stone. Yeah, yeah. So put that into perspective. She's only been competing in strong woman for what four years? There or thereabouts, three four years, and has dominated. There was it was it two thousand eighteen. She was completely dominant. She won every comp. She's, I think she said she's won fifteen out of her last eighteen comps. Yeah, something like that. Or 15 out of 17, maybe? Something like that, yeah. Um, so to, to be doing this for three, four years max, at her age, <laughs> to win that many, she is, pound for pound, one of the strongest people alive at the moment. 100%. She has to be. And... You know, I know the in terms of powerlifting, everyone, you know, the joke is there's no Wilkes in the jungle. Um, but it's this is like a different breed of freak. Yeah. It's not like the the giant, it's it's terrifying, but it should be uh inspiring for a lot of people who want to get into the sport, especially smaller females. We mentioned uh, mentioned Chloe Brennan last week. There's another one for you. You know women who want to get into the sport, like, if you're not built like Donna Moore, you don't have to be, it's all good. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah. Um, the lift itself was amazing. Power off the floor, incredible technique, great. Um, the the 142, it was in the end, it was meant to be 141, wasn't it, Stone? Yeah. It was 142 point something. Uh, it was uh, 142.2, I think. 
Um, that two hundred, that extra two hundred grams matters uh, <laughs> with a, with a stone. It's awful. Um, yeah, she cleared it nice and high. She, she had at least two inches of clearance by the looks of it, and it went over no trouble. Perfect technique, obviously. Um, she didn't leave anything to chance. Her equipment, she'd gone through everything um, to make sure she had the best chance. We saw Tom do it as raw as possible. Yeah. Uh, he had next to no kit. Rhiannon had her soft belt on, uh, Cerberus lever belt over the top by the looks of it. Um, did yeah, you notice in the warm-up she put the, well. the knee sleeve? Yeah, that was, it looks like that's more just to protect the belt. Yeah, it's a custom yeah. belt. It's not necessarily going to help her performance, but she had to take it off the record attempt just to make sure that there was nothing being hidden mm-hmm. that could have been extra supportive. Um, knee sleeves on. She had the uh, Incron's Rest and Tom. She had, obviously, the forearm protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stone sleeves, which are amazing. If you can pick up stone sleeves, they're well, incredible. I think those are um, her own. Those are the ones that they sell up in Chaos. Yeah, so they sell their own. There's a few companies that make them now, so if it's um, you, you, you can kind of shop around a little bit, but yeah, Spartan, um, stones, Spartan, stones make their own. And if you really yeah. want to be flash and spend some money, Hench, who are the ones that Martin yeah. uses that do completely custom, so choose your own color or shit like that. Hench, yeah, yeah, but I think they're 70 quid, which even then isn't that bad, I don't think. Yeah, I think you're looking at probably about 50 to 70, 75 pounds for a pair of stone sleeves. And if you're competing regularly, like I have lost count of the amount of rolls of duct tape I've gone through. Yeah, true. And that adds up. Like, well, if you think you're going to compete for five years using shitloads of duct tape, like it'll add up to the cost of stone sleeves. You still need duct tape with the stone sleeves to kind of make sure they don't slip. But it is, it is a massive difference. And when you've got uh, tape on if you don't put anything else on underneath sweaty. you'll get sweaty yeah. and yeah so we've seen this in comps guys end up with the tape ripped off completely and then they've got no forearm protection which doesn't matter if you're a hard as nails scottish giant but for mm-hmm. most people that um skin pulling and bleeding and i know if uh if i'm running a comp i don't want people doing it bare arms in case they've got stupidly strong tacky and they end up uh, cut up and bloody, and that's yeah. that's not uh, very pleasant. So we tend to do uh, like like really cheap knee sleeves or like football socks and uh, duct tape, don't we, in the gym? So that'd be my tip. But yeah, stone sleeves if you can get them. Um, yeah, the whole the whole setup was great. Um, very professionally ran. Obviously, they weighed everything beforehand. Yeah. They uh, checked the height of the. Uh, implement 44 inches so four inches less than uh, Tom's which when you look at the height difference between Tom and Rhiannon I don't know if that's uh, <laughs> if a four inch difference is necessarily Maybe. fair I mean, but <laughs> I mean Rhiannon was up to a chin and it barely and Tom <laughs> belly button so yeah yeah exactly so the, there is still a bit of a disparity there but um no, I think 44 inches is, is fair for most strong women comps for a record. I, I think maybe they, they need to actually bump the 48 inches up a little bit, maybe. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. The thought, keep the keep the 44, because it's, it's not stupidly high, but it's high enough. I think the 48 for most pro males is maybe a bit low. Even just taking it up to like 52. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because that would be... Did we agree that our lowest one's forty-eight, and the mid, the one after that is fifty-two-ish? 
that's that's kind of what made me think that the the buckler shared off as well. Because why would you not put it back on? Put the belt back back on. Like if if it was suitable for purpose, you'd you'd fucking use it, right? Yeah. Um. Like if you were planning on using the support, you'd use it. So there's maybe something for other people to consider who've still got uh, events to go. Have a backup belt just in case. You never know when something might go wrong. Like it's always a good idea to have. Uh, contingency plans in place if things don't work, like having different pots of tacky for different weather. You know, we you learn these things by going through it and having shit go wrong. Like this is something that maybe she'll make sure she's got in the future. Is this a spare belt in case something goes wrong? Um, I think obviously, the, I'd have thought she probably may have had one somewhere, but obviously that belt holds it was a lot the, of the isn't it? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, well, also, it was very in the moment. Like, she, she kind of did what Luke did, which was run straight back up to go for another attempt. Yeah, yeah. If it was me, I would have said, let the minute tick out and just go for a third attempt. Like, get another belt. You've got three attempts. Don't worry about hitting this one and going for the bigger stone. Yeah, yeah. If it was me. But I'm saying that as someone sat in bed watching it. Yeah. Not the athlete in the moment who's fired up and as passionate as Rhiannon is. Like, I say that's what I would have done. Who who knows what I would have done? I'd probably gone to pot myself and just <laughs> I'd have just had a tantrum and walked off probably. But um, ever the consummate professional, she uh, had a crack at it with only her soft belt, and you know, still got it off the ground. Um, <laughs> Fair play to her, and, and, and that was that was it. Um, but it was, it, I mean, a 19-inch diameter stone. She was allowed to use 17, but we reckon, it's not confirmed, but we reckon it. she wanted to do it on the 19 because Donna's may have been done on the 19, and if she had the opportunity to break Donna's record, she wanted it to be as legitimate as possible so no one could say... Yeah, well, Donna did it on a 19, you did it on a 17. That's cons- complete speculation on our part, but knowing a little bit about Rhiannon, that would be kind of, that would be in character for her, wouldn't it? Yeah. To, yeah. to want to make sure that it was as legit as possible because she is very proud of her achievements. She fucking should be. Like, deadlift world record, Axel world record, now a stone world record. She is a pro athlete literally and in the way she um carries herself so i think it was a, a lot of people need to take that into consideration she is a small 60 kilo woman doing a 19 inch diameter stone that's very fucking heavy like yeah that's impressive exactly um and like you say you you, you hit the nail on the head you know if you don't know who rihanna is fucking look her up because she's a fucking animal and you know absolutely doesn't matter who you are you could be a lightweight female, a heavyweight male, you are going to be fucking inspired by because she's a fucking beast. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, what, what a unit. Exactly. <laughs> so I know as well. Successful, successful businesswoman as well. Owns her own gym. Exactly. What I've completed. So, it's very good. You have. You have indeed. Very good equipment. Very nice uh, looking setup they've got there. Everything you need. Um, and run by two fantastic athletes and all around nice people. Exactly. Cannot cannot agree more. So no, as well, we wanted to cover, like, if anyone wants to do a stone lift, what accessories to do. So we'll go over that. 100%, um, yeah. Um, 
So obviously we've got the two eventualities. So if you can train with stones, then obviously train with stones, hundred percent. Like it's it, self-explanatory. You know, if you're gonna use yeah. the equipment, fucking train with the equipment. It's it isn't yeah, rocket yeah. science. It doesn't take a brain yeah. more than one brain cell to put two and two together. So obviously, you know, even with the stone, they break it down. So a lot of what you'll see at the minute is people breaking down these compounds. So, you know, you'll break every part of that lift down before you do a rep. So you'll do the pick, you'll do the pick to the lap, you do lap to your chest, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you'll do the whole thing. And I think that's a great way to train it. Um, obviously, you know, my favorite warm up for stones is front squats with a stone. Yeah, yeah, get it in your lap, hug it, and, and just do yeah, some reps. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. One of my favorite <clears throat> yeah. accessories and warm ups for stones. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Brad, on using a stone to do stone with with an actual stone. No, um, I would, I would try and train with stones as much as you can in different ways. So load onto platforms, load onto different heights, load over yokes. Uh, not even load, like just pull high, triple extension, drop down, um, do reps with it where you don't drop as well. Um, just kind of work on your, your, your crushing strength and being able to pull it nice and high in your chest. Um, stone to shoulder as well. Um, even a bit of stone pressing, especially if you're a smaller athlete and you've got to get up to a higher platform, unless you can just launch it in the air and somehow control that, you might want to um, figure out how to just press it a little bit, even if it's not a full press out, just kind of pressing to a higher platform. That would be a good idea. So in terms of training with stones, I would do as many variations of the stone lift as possible. Don't just get really good at going over a yoke yeah. because or onto a platform because you might, kind of shoot yourself in the foot there i'd say if you haven't got access to stones or you know it, training at home as most of us are now i'd go with a sandbag mm -hmm. the next best thing for me is a sandbag because you can do almost all of those variations with a sandbag pressing a sandbag over the head is quite difficult unless it's very tightly packed but um you can also do sandbag carries for a longer distance um which is just going to help build up a lot of that kind of not just back strength but like muscular endurance and your soul your ability to suffer um yeah. I, I love i love sandbag carries but fucking hell they're horrible um if i didn't have so if you only had a barbell uh nurture all of for? the things nurture all of the things yeah so this is something we started doing and giving to people um much to their dismay and disgust was a lot of Zercher squatting, Zercher good mornings uh, or RDLs, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, if you've got a safety bar, Zercher good mornings and Zercher squats with a safety bar because you've got kind of that awkwardness of the handles yeah. in the way. If you've just got a barbell, I'd use that. For comfort, pad it up. Like use a bar pad, um, <laughs> elbow sleeves, knees, everything just because it's it's not pleasant um what else would you do i would i'd go for a lot of straight leg deadlifts or well stiff leg deadlifts yeah um, a lot of stiff legs a lot of front squats just standard barbell front squats um yeah. goblet squats shit like that like anything essentially where the weight's in front of you yeah 100 where the stone's gonna be because you know anything like that it's gonna it's only gonna carry over good and obviously like say plenty like good mornings and a lot of things to strengthen that lower back especially with the pick so yeah 
deficits as well. Yeah, uh, the stone lift is a deficit. Uh, you are. It's why you're never going to do a stone lift with a, a neutral spine unless you are quite short. If it's the taller you are, the more bent over you've got to be. You want your hips nice and high. It is the the closest barbell lift to kind of the pick at least is a stiff leg deadlift. Um, there's one uh, Alan Thrall did a video recently. He's he's focused a lot on his deadlift and he's using Ukrainian deadlifts. Which I don't know if you've seen a Ukrainian deadlift before. Is that where you're elevating the weight goes? Yeah. Yeah. So we we see a lot of this with uh, probably a lot on Instagram, um, from uh, certain fitness inspirational accounts where they're doing something similar, um, standing on blocks or benches or whatever. Um, one point, there's no point doing that if you're if the weight is not going lower than your feet. You may as well stand on the floor. So the to qualify, I think um, I mentioned this earlier to Kim, and and she was saying Brett Contreras refers to this uh, similarly as a straddle lift, but that's a bit more of a cross cross between a squat and a deadlift. This is 100% uh, stiff leg deadlift. You will expect a little bit of spinal flexion. So this isn't something you're going to go super heavy with, but doing a, a greater range of motion, stiff leg deadlift, just higher rep stuff just for kind of more hypertrophy or whatever but that would carry over quite nicely i think um i know i've watched a video this morning on tom uh stoltman speaking that he during his run up to the stone he only did deficit deads that's all he was programmed by dan hipkiss was just deficit deadlifts yeah that was his only deadlift variation that he was doing was deficits yeah, yeah, no regular pulling. It was, yeah, yeah, 100%. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, what else? I mean, so crush strength is important, being able to, like, grip onto the stone. You've got tacky, um, which is going to help, but being able to, like, crush the stone as you're loading it yeah. um, is important. There's, You could hug people really hard. That might... I might work. Yeah. I mean, they, I've, might, I've they might not that. like that. Um, I've seen. I've seen. Go on. No, I've I've always said that the best way to train that is train tackyless. Like, don't rely on tacky during training. Bring that in for your comp, so that then you've got that extra bit of com. Like, comp. yeah, the last few weeks I'm. But yeah, during training, train tackyless. Yeah, I'm terrible at that. I'll be honest. I. Yeah, it's something I need to do more of when we can actually when I can do stones again, I got, I'm very reliant on tacky. Um, my, my tacky stones, it, there's a massive difference. So it's something I need to bring up more. Um, just, just to help with that. Um, if, if I don't have tacky, it's, it's not going to go well. Um, what else did we have? What else did we have? So I think that's, that's all the variations, accessory lifts we'd go for. Lots of, Deadlifting, lots of stiff leg deadlifting, lots of RDLs, lots of zerch or front carries or front squat rows just for back strength. Rows with a stone, rows with a barbell, rows with whatever you've got. Um, you've got so that's a lot of like the pick and lap triple extension. Um, so if you've just got a barbell, even just doing cleans or jumps, barbell jumps, just to work that triple extension strength. I would add that in. Uh, you love a shrug, maybe even some 
kind of shrugs or even upright rows, like getting used yeah. to pulling nice and high because you, you need to pull a stone high. I think that's everything. Yeah. But like you like you said, like if you break down if you if you watch an Atlas stone being done and you break down the movement into kind of like its subsections, you've got a deadlift, a bit of a squat and a triple extension at the top and, yeah. a, and a high pull. So if you train those movements with whatever you've got to hand and then try and get hold of, you know, maybe drive out to a gym if yours doesn't have uh, Atlas stones, drive out. So if you're in a commercial gym, I have seen a really cool variation you can do. You know, with a cable stack, if you yeah. hook up um, ropes and get a Swiss ball, you can crush the Swiss ball and grab hold of the ropes and do the uh, extension portion Ooh, using cool. a cable stack. From So if you set it up at the bottom. So there's one for you. If you're in a commercial gym and you want to train stones, you need a Swiss ball and a cable. So there but there's another... There's another option. Is it ideal? Absolutely fucking not. But if it works, it works. And if lockdown's taught us anything, it's fucking adapt. So be creative. So if you've not got, if you've not got, um, while we're on the topic then of lockdown, if you've not got access to a cable setup, but you've got bands, you could choke up a band around something. And if you've got a Swiss ball or any anything like that that's big enough, you know, football's not going to be big enough. So you need something. Um, get on that if you haven't got access to any of this um on my on my instagram on one of my highlights i think i just put it down as like daft stuff i picked kimmel as yep. a stone so if you've got a partner a dog crush him into a ball yeah a dog a small child hopefully your small child don't do this to you know not we're not advocating kidnapping small out. children. Yeah, um, <laughs> you will be put on a register. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, like get creative, one hundred percent. Like fill a suitcase, fill a, a backpack, fill a gym bag, whatever you've got. Throw stuff in it if it's a soft gym bag. Throw some weights in it, maybe like a duvet or something. Just mm-hmm. pad it out a little bit. Um, like get creative and stone lifting's awesome. We love a good stone lift, don't we? We do indeed. We do indeed. And on the subject of small, short, good stone lifters, where better place to move on to Rob Kearney's current log lift record that's coming this weekend? One hundred percent. So Rob is one of those guys I mentioned earlier that kind of worked his way up the ranks. He already has two records in the log lift. He's got the one hundred five record which just to go back to weight classes there are weight classes um lightweight middleweight heavyweight so 105 is kind of the lower end of the heavyweight category um or is it oh upper end middleweight that kind of area you're talking like 105 is kind of that border between middleweight and heavyweight before you get into the open super heavyweight category um so yeah rob's got the at least American record. I don't think it's the world record. I might be wrong. He's definitely got the American record. Yeah, and he's just definitely going got the American record that again. And well, I was going to say he's now he's going for his open American record as well. So he's got both. He's got the the lighter record in his lighter weight class, 
before he moved up. And then obviously he moved up because he was basically having to water cut a lot to compete in that lighter class. Graham Hicks has done the same thing. So Hicks, he had the 105 record. And then obviously he moved up as well. Um, Mitch, another very good 105 that moved up. Yeah, exactly. So I think a lot of people like earn earn your rights to be a super heavyweight monster, I think. Um, I think a lot of people... From the off. Yeah, I mean, we can all do this, can't we? Like, we can all kind of look at ourselves and go, okay, are we taking the piss a little bit? Do we need to drop down a weight class or two? Maybe be a bit leaner and just try and build that base level of strength up and kind of earn your way up. And then when you get to a point where you're not going to put that much more muscle mass on to move up, you've got a couple of routes. Obviously, uh, strongman, generally an untested sport. So if you're not using then you want to, you've got that route to try and pack on a little bit more muscle mass. Once you've topped out as a natty, your option then is gain more mass, any mass, <laughs> any more weight you can put on. Yeah, like within reason, like don't just be unhealthy, but that extra size will 100% help with a lot of the static lifts. Um, well, a lot of the lighter weight guys, it's one of the reasons why Rob's so good at his moving events. Was because he is a he was a lighter category uh, weight class lifter. They tend to be better than the opens at a lot of these. Like a lot of um, heavyweight pros will smoke an open pro on a moving event because they're almost as strong statically and they're lighter on their feet. It helps. It's good for your health. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if we start seeing a lot of the open guys after they've retired from the bigger comps, like Loz has retired from bigger comps, whether he starts working his way back down a little bit just to be a bit healthier. I think, you know, there's no reason you can't, if you aspire to be an, uh, you know, competing a world strongest man and being an open, I don't see why you can't do that. And then when you're, when you've done that a little bit and you, you worry, if you're worried about your health, like Eddie was, the I, I don't see why he couldn't have come back down and competed lighter or, or whatever. Um, I know he's still a big bastard at 160 odd uh, and lean, but um, yeah, logs, uh, logs, Rob's log record. It's, I want to say, two, was it 214? Am I lying? Is it heavier? Something heavier like as it was 214 yeah. at one point. Yeah, I think I know was it way. Um, he's he's just beating it in training anyway. So literally, I think that yeah. was today he's just beating that. So mm-hmm. let's just face facts that come the weekend, he's going to be fine and he'll beat it again. He'll have added he he'll have added a little bit to his um his own record there, and he he's going to split jerk the records. He's one of the few opens that split jerk. In fact, is he the only? Open that currently split jerks. There is one more, but the, the name and the faces. I know someone else in 2017 split jerk. I can't remember who though. But yeah, I know there mm. is there is a few others. I, I want to say maybe it was Gerhard van Standen, the South African. I want to say he's a split jerker, maybe. What a fantastic name, though. <laughs> what a fucking br- that's a good strongman name. Yeah, like if he hasn't got a really twirly moustache, he is he letting the he side has down. He has a goatee. No, he should have a twirly moustache yeah. and uh, walk around in a leopard print <laughs> singlet. Like, that is... There you go. 
Um, yeah, like so, split jerk is not as common with the bigger athletes. Um, one because they tend they tend to be more statically strong overhead, just because they are bigger. They've got more muscle mass, all that kind of stuff. You normally see split jerking done by your lighter lifters. Um, we actually, this was one of the questions that one of the guys asked, and it was, of course, an Olympic weightlifter. And one of our members, Mark, asked if um, if a split jerk was a, a valid option for a log lift. And it's not as, it's definitely not as technically pristine as you as you do with a barbell. It's it's a bit uglier. It's not a. It's not like a. It wouldn't pass in um, Olympic weightlifting standards for uh, proficiency and, and and how pretty it looks. It's definitely uh, an ugly. It, you're like you're not going to split as far. Um, so I've seen some guys split and it's like their feet are like a foot apart. <laughs> some guys get a full split, but it definitely is a good idea for smaller lighter guys who can use their speed and their athleticism to drop under a bit more um than like just going for a push press push jerk is the other option it's a bit more stable i think the the downsides of split jerk is it's high risk high reward Mm -hmm. if you're really good at it like you'll get the weight over your head probably a lot easier than you would with some of the other techniques but the risk is it's not as stable with a log as it would be for a barbell if you're doing an axle Again, split jerk with an axle. I think that's that's definitely a good option. Um, and I think Rob's really smart in that. I th- I'm not sure if he does a split jerk when he's going for reps no. in competition. Does he still do a split jerk? No. Yeah. So this is what I was going to say as well. Like if you're going for a one rep max log, going for a split jerk is genius, especially if you've got multiple attempts at it. Brilliant. If you've got a rep event, I would go push press or push jerk. Again, push jerk is, again, higher risk, higher reward than a push press. You might lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you'll get the weight overhead, but you might struggle with the stability at the top. You might lose it. If you've got 10 seconds left, you know you will not push press another rep, but you know you can clean it, and you know you can split jerk it and get that extra rep. It might get you the win, or it might put you in the top three for that event. Fucking do it. Like I think it's something I've never trained with the log and the split jerk, but it's something that I think it's it's another tool to have, isn't it? And and, and the more tools you've got in your toolbox to pull from in a competition, use it. Rob is very intelligent. He's a very good lifter, and he's he's kind of figured out that the best way for him to hit a heavy log is a split jerk. Like, awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think you know. Let's face it. It's Rob is very good at log, and I I can see nothing but success here. So yeah, the only the only way I can see this, the only way I can see him not getting it is if, uh, it will be stability at the top. It'll be lockout. It's whether he can he'll put it over his head. It's yeah. whether he can punch his arms out, lock it, and then recover. The hard part of any split jerk is the recovery, and with a log that size, that much heavier than you. And that awkward, the recovery, so getting his feet back, because in, in showman rules, like a, and not a lot of people will know this unless they compete, your feet have to be, uh, it depends how strict, so I'm guessing they're going to have a, a local ref with Big Z just uh, watching over 
but you never know. It might be just Big Z, like the way it was with um, Luke. Yeah. He's going to be looking at. He's going to be looking at Rob's feet because in strongman rules, you want your feet parallel. Uh, it depends how strict your ref is. They might even say it's got to be hip width apart parallel or shoulder width apart parallel. Um, you've got to be stable and locked out. So if even if he locks the weight out overhead with his arms, he then still needs to recover and get his feet under him and be stable. And that is where the risk comes in with doing a split jerk. And that is the only way I can see Rob not getting this record. I don't want to jinx him because I, I want him to get the record. That is the that's what he's the fire he's playing with there. So I hope it works out. Yeah, exactly. But we shall wait and see. And again, we will reconvene here next week. Discuss it again. Hopefully, hopefully to talk about how awesome the lift was. And uh, and then who's after? Who's after Rob? What have we got after? It's the Heinle Pritchett four hundred k for reps head to head. So that's going to be yeah head to head deadlift. Cool. Yeah. So we can do our predictions for. Um, for that as well, and maybe break down some of the technique stuff going on there with the deadlift. Exactly. Is it a regular deadlift? It's not a. It's not a spicy. No, no, just regular. Fun, strong, just regular deadlift. Yeah. yeah, I guess the the constraints of equipment. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Right lovely on. to lovely to chat with you again. Exactly, mate. Pleasure as always. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your day. I will. I shall. Next week. See you very soon. See you, man. Bye. Goodbye.